Howdy Zoom fans, here with another episode of Whiteboard Wednesday. And on today's lesson, we're looking at the difference between open water swimming and pool swimming. More specifically, how you can train for an open water swimming competition while you train in a short course pool. So 25 meters or even 25 yards. But first, we need to understand the difference between open water swimming and pool swimming. And there's a few big ones. The first one and most obvious is the temperature of the water. Traditionally, in an indoor swimming pool, the water is going to be around 80 degrees Fahrenheit or about 27 degrees Celsius. In open water, it's more common that the water is going to be anywhere from 60 to 70 degrees. So 75 degree Fahrenheit open water race might be only 18 degrees Celsius. And there's a lot of open water competitions that are even colder than that, maybe 12 degrees Celsius. Brr. That's why a wetsuit is really important. Uh, the air temperature is also another factor. So in an indoor swimming pool, the air temperature is going to be constant. It's going to be most likely within a few degrees of the water temperature. So if you're in an 80 degree pool, it's going to be 80 degrees uh, in the air temperature, most likely. Uh, if you go to open water, it could be 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is only 10 degrees Celsius. And this is a huge variable that can change a lot of things in the way that you prepare and actually race in competition. Another difference is there are other swimmers with you in open water. When you swim in an indoor competition pool, you might only have two or three other people in the lane or you have the entire lane to yourself. And when you swim in open water, you're going to have clusters of other people and it feels like a washing machine. It is just a complete mess. There's people everywhere, there's white water, there's splashing. It can be really intimidating and create a lot of anxiety. You don't really have that in a pool. And another thing, there's no black line. So when you swim in an indoor pool, there's gonna be a black line on the bottom of the pool that you can follow with a T at the end. So you don't even have to look up, you can just keep your face looking down at the bottom of the pool. You see a black line. When you go to open water, you're not gonna have that. Most likely you won't be able to see anything. You'll be lucky if you can see your own stroke in front of you. The water could be murky, it could be green, it could smell bad. There's all these different variables that you don't really have when you're in a clean indoor swimming facility. And finally, there's no stopping. This is maybe the most obvious. The fact that when you're in an open water environment, if you need to stop, you can. You have to rotate and float on your back, call for help. When you're in a swimming pool, you can just grab the side of the pool if it's 25 meters, Theoretically, you don't need to swim more than 25 meters at any given point, and you could look like a really accomplished swimmer. In open water, you could be going anywhere from 500 meters, 1500 meters, 10 kilometers straight without touching anything. And depending on the course and the competition, you might not be able to even grab the life preserver boat, um, and that will disqualify you. So you need to read up on the competition. That's another huge um, difference. So I want to illustrate with a diagram uh, to use for different training tips that can help you in preparing for an open water competition training in a pool. So the first understand our diagram, so we have the start and finish of an open water race. The blue represents our shoreline, and then the purple markers here, the triangles, those represent the buoys that you're gonna swim around in the open water competition. So you're gonna start here, go through the buoys. The pink dotted line is the course of swimmers. Uh, these black dots represent the swimmers, and here we have a swimming pack. So you have a lot of people all condensed drafting off of one of another. Um, you go around the purple buoys and you have a current. So the current is actually swimming, is going against the direction of the swimmers for most of the course. Now, training tips. Like I mentioned, when you swim in a pool, you 
don't have access to, you don't need to cite necessarily. And so one of the first tip is practice citing in a pool. So that way when you get to an open water race, you'll be able to see where these buoys are um, without disrupting the flow of your actual stroke. So the way citing works is every four, six, or eight strokes, or whenever you feel like you need it, you're actually going to lift your head up while you're taking a breath and visually spot the direction of the buoy. And the way you can do this in a swimming pool is either by setting up cones on either end of the pool um, or just using something to look at. So that way, while you're swimming, you can actually practice this skill and try and incorporate a part of your stroke where you take four strokes, one, two, three, four, and on the fourth one, you lift your head up while maintaining your directional momentum. You visually spot where the cone would be at the other end of the pool, and then you drop your head back down and try not to disrupt your stroke. So this is a skill that you can practice in the pool, and if it's the first time you're doing an open water competition, you'll need to practice this because it will be completely foreign to you if you try and do that in an open water race. Alternatively, you can do breaststroke, so you swim freestyle, and then you disrupt your stroke, and you do breaststroke to see where everything is at and where the buoys are, where the other swimmers are. Um, oftentimes, you don't want to follow someone too closely in open water because they might be going in the wrong direction, and if you don't lift your head up to spot, you can follow them down the wrong path, and instead of swimming in a nice triangle, you're going to swim in a huge circle, and you're going to swim way more than you need to actually swim. So the next uh, tip is to practice swimming in a group. And I don't mean swimming in a group with other people in your lane. More specifically, get other people to swim with you at the same time moving through the lane. So in a, in a, in a typical pool, you could maybe fit two people swimming sides. And for this skill, you want to practice what it will feel like swimming in a pack in the washing machine with people left and right. You're physically brushing up against the other swimmers. So in a pool, Try and get two, three, four, or five other swimmers to all push off the wall at the same time and try and swim at the same speed. So you get the feel of four people moving down the lane all next to each other. So you get a feel of what that turbulence is going to be like in an actual open water competition. Um, finally, you need to mentally prepare. So the fact that the water temperature and the air temperature and the murkiness of the water, the other swimmers, all these different variables, you wanna be mentally ready for them. Uh, the worst thing you can do is train in a pool and get your technique really solid and not mentally be ready for what it's gonna be like when you go to an open water competition. It'll feel like a very foreign environment. Now, obviously the best thing you can do is to actually go to the open water venue before the actual competition and practice swimming in the water. Even if you don't swim the actual course, if you swim near the beach and near the starting point, you can physically get yourself more comfortable and mentally prepare for what's to come and visualize the next day or whatever the competition actually is. So definitely try and mentally prepare and visually set yourself up. Um, the fourth tip is to practice hip-driven freestyle. So if you think about the actual mechanics and the technique of the stroke, it's really important in open water swimming, in any kind of distance swimming, to have a really long and stretched out stroke. Uh, meaning you wanna increase your distance per stroke and have a lower stroke rate, so that way you're more efficient per stroke. And the way you do this is by using your hips rather than fo overly focusing on your upper body and your shoulders. So focus on a hip-driven freestyle, where as soon as your hand hits the water, you really extend and rotate with your shoulders and your hips, but the rotation really comes from your hips. 
When you train in a short course pool, like a 25 meter distance pool, it's really easy to ignore this and to have a faster tempo with shorter strokes because you're gonna break every 25 meters. When you get to open water, it's really important to increase your efficiency, and if you can decrease the number of strokes that you take by 10 or even 20% over the course of a 1500 meter race, you can significantly reduce the number of strokes that you take, therefore making you more efficient and ultimately faster and conserve more energy to sustain over a longer period of time. And finally, it's endurance training. So this final tip really combines the concept of having a hip-driven freestyle stroke where you have a really long distance per stroke. You're not actively really kicking with your legs, but you're actively engaging your core and really driving rotation with your hips. So to illustrate how we can do this endurance training, I have an example workout right in here on the board. Um, it's a 4,200 meter workout, and the main set, which we'll discuss, is basically a 3,000 broken. So if you were to do a, anywhere from a 1,500 to a 5K race, this workout will really get you ready for it. So you're gonna start out in the warm up with a 500 freestyle, really easy, stretched out, working on that hip driven stroke. If you're doing this in a 25 meter pool, um, which you have to for the way the workout is written, this is a 25 meter workout pool. So you're going to need to really focus on stretching out your stroke and lowering your distance um, the number of strokes you take and increasing your distance per stroke. So after the 500, you're gonna go 450's backstroke. It's really important to have a comfortable backstroke because it not only opens up your shoulders and prevents injury, but it will get you ready for it in an open water competition. If you need to recover, you can just float on your back and you can be really comfortable still making forward progress on your back. So after the 450's backstroke, you're gonna do a sighting set. So you're gonna go 475's freestyle and you're focusing on the skill of sighting. So if this is our pool and we have a cone set on both ends of the pool, on these 475's freestyle, on the first 25, you're gonna spot one time, meaning you're gonna lift your head up on the course of what the first 25, and you're gonna visually spot the cone on the other side of the pool. And then you're gonna turn around. On the second 25, you're gonna spot twice. So on your way back, you're gonna lift your head up after about four strokes, and you're gonna spot the cone visually with your eyes, make eye contact with it, and then drop your head back down, take another four, six, or eight strokes, and then lift your head up again, and spot that second time to really make sure you see the cone. And then on the third 25, on the way back, you're gonna spot that one cone. If you wanna make this a little bit more challenging, you can have a coach or a friend actually stand on the other end of the pool, and they are your cone, and they're a moving object. So when you're swimming, and you're trying to spot that once or twice, you lift your head up and you have to visually spot the coach who might be in a different location on each length of the pool. This will really make you feel nimble and it will allow you to adapt to different race conditions um, that might happen when you get to the actual race. After the warm up and that preset, the main set is basically a broken 3000. So you're going to go 1000 freestyle, you're going to take 60 seconds rest, then you're going to go two 500s where you take 30 seconds rest. And then you're going to do four 250s and take 15 seconds rest between all of those. So the goal of this set is focusing on hip-driven freestyle, not over-exhausting your legs, but you're driving with that core strength and that hip rotation. You should have a really long distance per stroke. You're not taking a lot of strokes. And if you can increase intensity on each of these three parts, the first thousand really long stretched out, a little bit faster on the 500s, and then a little bit faster on the 250s. Most important though is hip-driven freestyle and maintaining a long distance per stroke. 
After that 3,000 meter block, you're gonna do 450s backstroke as your cool down. Again, really opening up your shoulder rotation and also getting yourself ready for swimming backstroke, which most likely you're going to do for at least a little bit. You can also do breaststroke if you're more comfortable with that. Uh, breaststroke is a really easy way to recover because you can see what's coming on. Backstroke's a little bit more tricky when you're in the open water because you won't be able to see necessarily what you're doing, so that's a little bit more of an advanced skill. But definitely breaststroke is totally okay um, to practice that. If you really wanna challenge yourself, go for butterfly, but I don't recommend it. Focus on backstroke and breaststroke when you wanna mix it up in open water so that you can practice sighting, see what's going on at the other end of the, at the buoy and what's coming up next. So, if you're ready for your open water race, would love to hear uh, any other tips that you have in the comments, and hopefully this was a good way to help you prepare for an open water swimming competition when you only have a short course pool to train in. Until next time, this is Whiteboard Wednesday, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.